Greetings and salutations to everybody out there in podcast land. My name is Dave Roman, and this is the Judo Chop Suey Podcast. This is a new podcast sponsored by absolutely nobody, uh, brought to you by no one except by me. And uh, I'm glad that you're here with us to join. And it's not us, it's really just me, but that's okay. This is a brand new podcast, like I said, I'm just giving this whole thing a chance. And um, it gives me an opportunity in a forum to express some of my views about judo and grappling in general. Uh, So this is not a judo exclusive podcast, but given the fact that I've spent many years practicing judo, um, this will likely be judo centric and dealing with topics specific to judo. Um, I know there's a lot of tremendous Brazilian jiu-jitsu podcasts out there, sambo podcasts, martial arts podcasts, um, and maybe there's some tremendous judo podcasts out there, but I have not uh, listened to any of them. I've not really seen any of those judo podcasts, so I know I'm not the first. I know I won't be the last, but we'll give it a chance and, and see how this goes. Again, my name is Dave Roman. I've been training judo for over 10 years. My current rank is a shodan, and well, I'm, I'm currently working on trying to get my knee on at some point. Uh, that'd be nice, maybe in the next year or two. Um, I've recently come back into judo as an assistant instructor at a local judo club, and I'm, I'm very proud and very happy for that opportunity. And I'm glad to be able to share my judo knowledge with those kids that are at the club and some of the other students that are there. And we have a really great time. It's a lot of fun. Um, And we work out hard there. I am unashamed to call myself a recreational player. That's all I am. That's all I've ever been. And that's all I'll ever be. Uh, I know there's a lot of judo clubs out there that focus on the competitive side of judo. My judo instructor taught me a lot of competitive techniques. He learned from a lot of the greats in the United States, specifically Jimmy Pedro and and Jason Morris and, and, and a lot of other guys. And he passed on a lot of those competition techniques Uh, competition strategies, gripping strategies. He passed a lot of that down to me and that's something that I certainly share with the students that I I have at uh, the club that I assist at. But for myself and my own personal judo development, I am more inclined to stick to the tradition of judo. The um, standard grips, no, not a lot of grip fighting, Um, and quite frankly, I would love to get more involved in learning kata. I haven't done kata in a very long time. I'm not even sure if I could pull off nagi no kata flawlessly, um, at this point. It's been, gosh, uh, six, seven years since I've had to do that. And I don't think it should be that way. So with that, I would like to delve into one of the topics that have been on my mind for the past, uh, really past few years since since 2010 um it's a it's it is one of the topics that is as highly debated within judo circles as any other topic and that is the ijf the international judo federation and their ban on leg grabs now 
I come on the side that I think the changes that they made for an aesthetic point of view were good. I don't know if any of you were around to watch the 2008 Olympics, but if you were, you would have seen a lot of judo matches, especially in the men's division, the under 60 kilos and the under 66 kilos. Those matches were just an abomination to watch top to bottom. Uh, I'm sure they were, I didn't see every single match. I know there were some pretty decent ones, but the majority of them were completely uninteresting and unentertaining to watch. And I don't blame the competitors. They are there to win a medal. They're there to win a medal for their country. And there are rules in place and coaches coach their, their players to win in the best way that they can win. And some of those strategies involve throwing with their takuiwaza, their favorite techniques. Some of them involve newaza techniques on the ground. And some of them dance around the rules to try and rack up as many shitos on the, on the opposing player as possible. That's a strategy. That's what coaches are there to do. And, and as a result, it has created a brand of judo, at least back then, that just was just, just awful to watch. Um, especially when you compare it to what we watched in, in Rio this year. Now, I thought the Rio competition top to bottom was just entertaining. I mean, sure, there were a couple of bad matches, you know, uh, especially uh, Teddy Renner, if that's the correct way to pronounce his name. I, to, to see him win uh, over with Shidos for, for a gold medal, Look, I, I can't blame the guy. The other guy racked up Shido's. That was his strategy. That was Renair's strategy to, to win that match. And that's what he did. He is currently the, the, um, the top heavyweight or, uh, in the over 100 kilo division or the open weight. And um, but other than that match and a few others, I just thought the judo being shown in Rio was fantastic. And it was fantastic, in my opinion, especially in the lighter weight divisions, primarily because of the IJF's ban on the leg grabs. Now look, before 2010, I had a few throws that I used to use on a regular basis. Well, I shouldn't say on a regular basis. I, I would, it, it was part of my repertoire. Basically, it was Koichi Makikomi and Kataguruma. And every once in a great while, I might do a Morote Gari if I was really desperate to get a score on somebody. But those techniques are the only ones that really impacted my judo when the rule change came about in 2010. And quite frankly, it barely impacted my judo. If there was an impact, it was slight because I learned a different way to perform Kataguruma. I can still do Koichi Makikomi without wrapping my hand around the leg. And Morote Gari, you know, no big deal. Uh, you know, it, what drives me crazy sometimes is I go on these judo forums. Uh, there's a few of them out there. There's one on Reddit. There's, there's a couple of forums out there. And it seems like every two to three weeks, a new subject comes up that's talking about the IJF's ban on a leg grabs. I mean... If we're going to talk about that, why not talk about the ban on Kani Basami or, or other techniques that uh, like Daki Age that you just can't do anymore? 
I mean, I, I think it's a fruitless debate. I don't think uh, the IGF is going to change their position. And most of me feels like that's a good thing. Now, I think the problem that a lot of the younger students face is that if they have any desire to explore other grappling options like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Sambo, or wrestling, one could argue that their lack of exposure to techniques like Morotegari can hurt their grappling in the long term. I don't think it does, to be honest, because quite frankly, when I was coming up through the ranks before I made my shodan, once I started getting good at actual judo, Morote Gari rarely worked on me. And there were guys that, that were good at it. There were guys that, that had a wrestling background in judo that I trained with. And sometimes I would get caught with Morote Gari. But the way that some of these new guys act, it's as if Morote Gari is the holy grail of all techniques. Never mind the fact that is a technique that for, for decades would rarely score any pawn in Shi'ai or, or in any for, sort of tournament competition. It was not a high percentage throw for Ipon. I felt that the IJF went a little too far in banning the techniques that grabbed the legs outright because you lost Sukui Nagi as well, which is a shame because I think that's a wonderful counter, especially to something like Osorogari. Um... You lost those techniques. You did lose traditional kataguruma. Uh, you lost single legs. Uh, Kukichi Taoshi, I believe that's the name. Um, and you lost Morotegari. So you lost about four techniques. But really the big one that, that people w still seemingly are up in arms over is Morotegari. And, you know, I am of the opinion that if your judo depended on single legs and double legs... Um, in order to find success that you weren't very good at judo in the first place. And I know that'll probably rile up a bunch of people. I'm sure a bunch of people will say, well, what about this guy? He made it all the way to the Olympics with his Morote Gari. Well, yeah, that's great. But if you make it to the Olympics on any technique, you're the exception. You're not the norm. And quite frankly, throughout my judo experience, I found that anybody depending on Morote Gari on a regular basis, probably did not have the other complementary tools to make you a more complete judoka. And so when those rules came around in 2010, it didn't really impact my judo very much. I, quite frankly, I was still doing the same techniques as before. I do a lot of ashiwaza um, and I do a lot of tewaza techniques. My my. Main Tewaza techniques have been Tayatoshi, Ipon Seanagi, and and uh, and Morote Seanagi. Those have been my my main Tewaza techniques. I very rarely went Morote Gari. It just it just I think I maybe threw it five times um, in any sort of competition or 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 even in Rondori. It was it was not a commonly go to technique for me because I felt like I could not. Um, follow up with a different technique. It was, it was, it's a technique that's easily stopped. It's a technique that's easily defended. And it's a technique that didn't have a lot of, of variations to it. I mean, once you go Morotegari, you, you really can't like throw with Uchimata off of that. 
You know, you try Morote Gari, you can't do a, a sacrifice throw like Tomoinagi. I mean, you, you, you really were stuck. And I, for one, am glad that the IGF made those changes. If you disagree, if you think I'm really pissing you off or you, you have an axe to grind with me, you can email me at judo.dave.roman at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I mean, I don't want to have to deal with a bunch of hate mail. I'll just delete them. But if you want to have a civil discussion on where I may be wrong on some of my points with Moro Tegari and other Tewaza techniques that included grabbing the legs, feel free to email me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, so that's my take for today. I don't want to keep going with this at the moment. If I get more than 10 subscribers or 10 downloads to this thing, I'll be shocked. And I will applaud you and I will thank you um, very graciously from the bottom of my heart. Even if you just two people listen to this, I am very grateful for the time and uh, the opportunity for me to come into your headsets, speaker, car speakers, uh, home audio, whatever it is. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that, that the, you gave me and the chance to give me to listen to this, this uh, I'll call it a horrendous podcast. And, um, and that's it. Uh, how do you guys think I did, huh? All right. You look at that. Look at that crowd. Just a big crowd there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up that I was able to do this for the very first time. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll meet each other again soon. Take care, guys.